0: The Braves Radio Network channel on the podcast park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank.
1: Hey, welcome to Braves Country. Grammy and Emmy-winning comedian, actor, and writer Patton Oswalt is a military brat from Virginia who went to the College of William & Mary. But you know him better from movies like Zoolander, Starsky & Hutch, and the voice of Remy, The Rat, in Pixar's Oscar-winning movie Ratatouille. And from TV shows like Parks and Recreation, The King of Queens, and The Goldbergs, and even an appearance on Seinfeld, this October he's bringing his stand-up comedy home to the South on his Effervescent Tour, which features some very special stops throughout Braves Country. Wednesday, October 18th, Patton Oswalt returns to the 40-Watt Club in Athens, Georgia, and he stops by the City Winery in Atlanta on Friday, October 20th, In Nashville on Saturday, October 21st. Oswald is returning to Athens to celebrate the 20th anniversary of his first comedy album, Feeling Kind of Patton, which was recorded at the 40 Watt Club. And we hear the mayor of Athens is going to present him with the key to the city. So we're excited to talk about it with the man himself, Mr. Patton Oswald. Welcome to Brave's Country.
2: Good to be in Brave's Country. How are things going in Brave's Country? Man,
1: we're surging. We're about to win the World Series again this year. That's what I think. Yeah,
2: that's what it feels like,
1: doesn't it? Yep, we're doing well.
3: This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896.
0: That's 912 604 The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you,
3: 896 for all your real estate needs on the georgia coast Patton, my name is tug good to talk to you good to talk to you too man yeah so i understand and and we you know we talked a lot of artists singers songwriters country rock and athletes and stuff too but but i understand you are not the biggest sports fan in the world
2: i just i don't i i am so obsessed with so many different things it's not that i don't like sports, it's like I got to compartmentalize my brain, and I got to keep room for all, right. all of the junk that I keep up there. And if I get deep into a team, that's a whole other <laughs> bunch of brain fuel that's going to just burn itself away. Right. Yeah, you only have so much room, and I and I also I know myself. I know how obsessed I'll get. With with things like okay. I just I go very very deep into stuff. I focus on things.
3: Okay, well, if it, there,
2: it's in my nature.
3: If there were one sport that you could and you could free up enough brain bandwidth to do, which sport would you yeah. choose? Baseball, football, soccer, hockey,
2: golf. What what would it be? Dominoes. Oh boy, I would say probably basketball for two reasons. One, it is such a fast. insane sport in terms of like and also it seems to me just i do it's weird i do watch a lot of sports documentaries i love uh documentaries about sports me too so um that uh uh the the whole thing about the 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 personalities that are in the sports world um i think beat any personalities and any other be it rock and roll hip-hop country the art world the extreme insanity of sports figures. You have to be insane to do well at sports. On some level, you have to kind of think that you're a god. I think that that, that insanity is beneficial for you as an athlete. And I think that the, uh, the, the the craziest personalities, to me, seem to have come out of basketball.
3: Yeah, like Dennis Rodman, people like that.
2: Uh, I mean – Look, he thought he was a superhero and he was kind of was a superhero. <laughs> yeah. But like people like Michael Jordan Michael Jordan clearly thought of himself like I'm partially a god. And you have to think that or you can't succeed.
3: Right. You have to have that extreme confidence. Does it take that yes. that kind of confidence though to be a comedian? Because I would say the answer has to be yes. I don't have the ability to get up on stage and make people laugh. I don't have the ability to think the way that you do, very clever and and on your feet. You know, like it would take me, I would be booed off the stage before it'd be like uh, you know a night at the Apollo or
2: something. Well, it's weird. Yeah, you have to think. That's a weird thing to think about, though, because part of being a comedian is, unlike other other, uh, especially in sports. To be funny, you have to sometimes admit what an idiot you are. You have to be vulnerable enough to go, listen to this stupid thing that I did. Whereas to succeed as an athlete, you can't ever admit, like, listen to this dumb stuff. But, like, y- y- everything you do has to be godlike. And a lot of times to succeed as a comedian, a lot of stuff, of the what you have to do has to be dumb mm-hmm. and has to be stupid to get the laughs. So it's a weird – but then, wait a minute. Now, hang on, now you have me thinking, because now (laughs) do you have to be confident enough to embrace how stupid you are in front of a bunch of strangers and tell people about that, make them laugh at you, and think that you're awesome for being an idiot? Or
3: or dumb enough and and brave enough. Yeah, like dumb enough and brave enough to get up there and, and risk it to begin with.
2: Yeah. Well, also to look at that profession and go... Yeah, that's how I'm going to make my money. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become successful, going on stage and talking to drunks about what an idiot I am. That, that there is some confidence in there.
3: But dude, self-deprecation is probably the funniest comedy, no?
2: I I think so. I think that when nothing is funnier than when someone goes up on stage, instead of going, "Let me point out how dumb this thing is," they go, "Let me tell you how stupid I was." <laughs> that, there's something that you just immediately linked to with that
3: it's just endearing i think to people because we all have those moments that's real
2: oh god yeah yes we do we absolutely have and i think you know anyone watching uh a really good comedian can watch and go oh god i mean yeah that's really funny but i think i may have done that I think I may have done that in my life. Like that, that, there's that kind of terror. You yeah, know? There's a
3: little bit of embarrassment in there. Oh, my God, I can't believe exactly. I'm about to admit that I actually did this. And then going to oh, tell God, thousands me. of people. Yeah, exactly. So funny. So,
2: yeah, so, so that, again, but that's that kind of confidence. I like
3: it. I yeah, like that. it. Absolutely. <laughs> it's good we're talking to uh Patton oswald here on the Braves country podcast uh effervescence tour eff- effervescent effervescent tour Good lord i can't even speak i'm a hillbilly <laughs> from northwest georgia i'm going to get it wrong yeah. about two or three times before yeah. we're done here we,
1: we have to give tug cue cards it's okay
3: <laughs> effervescence tour coming to Braves country and uh celebrating the 20th anniversary of your comedy album feeling kind of Patton, which you recorded at the 40 watt club big sold out show back At the 40-watt on October 18th. Congratulations, man. That has got to be the coolest feeling in the world, just that satisfaction of, man, I'm dumb, I'm smart, I'm brave, I'm crazy, and and (laughs) successful. All at the same time, it's all a big package. Nice little, put a little
2: bow on top. I I somehow pulled it off. That does feel good.
1: Man, uh, I love that you're coming back to the Forty Watt Club. That's where I came up in my music uh, career. Uh, Valina Vigo. Let's talk about her. My rock and roll mentor as a college kid, and uh, still one of my best friends to this day. Uh, Kind of. of,
2: Wait a minute. What years were you at the Forty
1: Watt? Man, uh, let's see. Ninety three to two thousand ish something, and uh, so I think we were hanging out around the same time up in there. You know.
2: Yeah, I was. Oh wow, that man, that's a great time to be doing it. What? that was the wow. best.
1: That was the best days. I mean, I wish I could go back. It was great, but it's still it's preserved in time. Barry and Valina keep it exactly how it was. Man, you will love it. I mean, you haven't been there in a while, right?
2: No, I haven't been there. God, when was the last time I was there? Probably in the mid aughts, um, near kind of closer to two thousand ten. But every time I've been there, it's it it's every it's it's like this. Uh, indie rock simulator. Where, where you're, you're right, they've kept it the way it was. It is like stepping back in time.
1: I love it. And uh, she's really the ambassador of Athens, Georgia, and she's really looking forward to this Athens takeover thing that you kind of got planned for a couple days in Athens. And uh, she told me, or somebody told me, a little birdie told me that uh, Athens Mayor Kelly Gertz is going to present you with the key to the city what? at this show. Can you believe that? I am
2: getting. I am literally being presented hmm. with. And again, this is if I'm just trying to think for a second. When I recorded the album, I was on stage. I was drinking a lot of wine. I was <laughs> um, I was talking about uh, you know the Black Angus steakhouses and stuff like that. And now. Twenty years later, I'm being handed. I'm being handed the key to one of the coolest cities on the planet. By the way, well, what
3: does that key get you exactly? I mean, are you able to go to a restaurant just open up doors and and have a nice meal? Are you able to go to Sanford Stadium and and, and celebrate with the George Bulldogs on the sideline? What does the key actually give you?
2: See, that's what I'm wondering. Like, I want to. Do I test it like a supervillain, take it places? I would. And just you know, <laughs> can I go eat? Can I go sit down and dine somewhere? Can I? When I go to the varsity, get the biggest, sloppiest dog, and then when they ask for the money, I just go, uh, let me show you this. Take a look at this key. Yes, sir, I, I, I have the key
3: to the city back <laughs> off of me right can now.
2: Can I – wait a minute. Can I walk on the field with the Bulldogs? When I'm <laughs> exactly. Like, which is what oh, you would want to do. Or be like that
3: lady on the on the, the, the flight when they were filming her, and she's like, I'm an Instagram famous.
2: I'm I'm a oh. – you, know, hey, you, you bum. <laughs> I just love the – I know she – that – okay – when she says "you bum," huh. up to up to the point where she says "you bum," she's saying every profanity you can think of. She's being super, super, like NC seventeen language, but then she right. ends it with "you bum." <laughs> I don't know. There was something so delightful about that. It, was. it was almost like
3: I've run out of curse words. Here's <laughs> so them all. So I'm resorting back yeah. to the stuff I said when I was a kid. You bum. You bum. <laughs> so good. <laughs> you dummy. Why are you being so You're stupid d- right now?
2: Yeah, yeah why, so don't you go, why don't you go F yourself, you jerk? <laughs> that's so good. And I, I think, think it's that's great. That's what it felt like. It did. When you drive
1: into Athens, you got to either, uh, there's like a checkpoint where you either got to tell your music history and uh, know about certain bands, or you can talk about the dog's history. Either way, you get into Athens, and I think what happens is now <laughs> that key has like one of those peach pass things in it, and you can just buzz right through there.
2: See, there you go.
1: I think that's what's going to oh. go down.
2: Well, that'll be helpful. I think that I then that is, that is my plan. Okay, And
3: that works. I just saw a sign on Georgia 400 the other day because they're putting some sort of toll lane in there, which drives me crazy, but uh, but that's a different story altogether. Uh, And it says that it accepts the Sun Pass from Florida and the Palmetto Pass from South Carolina and North Carolina, whatever their pass is called, the Appalachian Pass, I don't know. And and I, that makes me wonder if that key then if it if it'll buzz you through the the toll roads in Georgia does it also buzz you through because of that no. relationship in those other states No,
1: it's just the perimeter the ten perimeter there around See, around yeah, Athens that's, Georgia That's, that's
3: disappointing is what that is
1: You know another thing yeah. that I'm I'm st- I'm stoked about your the next day man you're uh, you're doing a free album signing at Street, uh Thursday October nineteenth yeah. at two p.m. It's open to the public, and I hear you got a special vinyl pressing of uh, Feeling Kind of Patton that'll be available Is that yeah. right?
2: yes uh, a really gorgeous vinyl pressing um from uh United uh, musicians and it is gorgeous there's all kinds of little cutouts not that you should cut up the album cover but uh, if you wanted to you could cut out and you know, like all the little represent all the little bits very very cool it's vinyl it's the smell and feel of vinyl and I'm actually signing my vinyl at Tree records it Store it to me, and I'm very so cool.
1: happy. Yeah, Wuck Street is a very cool store. It's where Peter Buck of REM used to work back when he needed a day
2: job. Is that where he met Michael? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think that's where they met.
1: So you can uh, folks can come out and get a record signed, and uh, you know, and and uh, see a historical record store with a hysteric a- with a hysterical comedy.
2: Yeah, and, and participate in the, uh, the the R.E.M. origin story.
1: And also, just to continue with your Athens takeover story here, uh, y- <laughs> y- your, your sold-out meet and greet at the show is a benefit fundraiser for Nucci Space. And uh, folks who don't know about Nucci Space in Athens, Georgia, uh, go to Nucci.com. It's a great mental health center for musicians in the community, and they really fight uh, the good fight against suicide. And, man, that is really kind of you to uh, to help the community when you, when you visit
2: well that's also a lot of that is Velena. i was like what is a good uh charity that you work with that you know of, and of course she you know works with does the the coolest stuff because she's the coolest person she is so sure. you know she just she set it up so perfectly so um i'm glad to do it but thank you valena for pointing me toward them
3: yeah man that's good uh talking to yeah. pat and oswald here on the Braves country podcast uh man we love the south i love being from the south i'm born and raised in northwest georgia and couldn't be more proud and um, you know, Atlanta, I grew up loving Atlanta. I remember driving when I was a kid past, you know, the stadium here in town and just the, you know, yeah. the varsity and just all the things that make Atlanta cool and and uh, Athens is the same way, man, just a huge Georgia Bulldogs fan and uh, what is it that makes Athens so special for you being, a, being not being from Georgia, not being from Athens or even, you know, the area?
2: What makes it special for me is that it's see I was born and this is not the same thing. I, I grew up in Virginia, but I grew up in Northern Virginia, and like, like you hear me, I don't really have an accent. Right. I grew up in that really boring suburb, <laughs> and when I, whenever I tour the South, and I tour the South as much as I can, I go all through Florida, Mississippi, Atlanta, you know, Louisiana. Um, It it is so much more of a culture and uh, and an identity. You actually feel. Yeah, um, that's right. Like the the accents change almost from county to county, and I love that. I I love that, and so you know, having stuff like that, you know, even even the the so called quote unquote progressive vegan stuff in the South has this really cool Southern flavor to it that you don't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Like like the, the the late great grit. Uh, in Athens. Oh, the late lamented grit. Where did you go? Yes, yes, it was a hippie vegan restaurant, but it was all very, very southern. It was like Yes, our food is healthy, but we have found a way for it to still give you a heart attack. And, and I just
3: I that that's beautiful. That's right. Even, even our vegetables will kill you. Watch out. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, we'll
2: find a way. It's, it's, yeah, we'll find a way to kill you.
3: I love what you said about the accents, though, because that's the truth, man. I was raised up in, in northwest Georgia, as I said, and that's, that's an Appalachian accent. And my wife's from upstate yeah. New York, and so she didn't know the difference. And I was like, well, no, no, no. So I have an Appalachian accent. Like, if you go down to Macon, Georgia— They've got a proper southern accent. They're two different, yeah. very different accents, but both very southern at the same time.
2: Oh yeah. And and the um the the Appalachian versus the deep uh Atlanta people, they can hear it. Yeah. Sometimes outsiders can't, but they're like, Oh, you're a you're from you're from the mountains. You're, you're from, from the, hills. the mountains. That's right. Exactly. You're from right. The That's
3: exactly right. Patton, you're exactly one hundred percent correct yeah. and, and people don't yeah. pick up on it.
1: And Patton no, they don't. And, and Patton and I have what I call a continental accent because we're both <laughs> we're both military brats. So my family's from Texas that's- in the South, but it's like you don't get one when you grow up on army bases, do you? Are you no, in Marine you, bases?
2: That's right. You have that. Oh my gosh, that's right. We it's all like everything's kind of filed down on the army bases.
3: Yeah, that's how it is. So many people around. So many people around. And and then uh, like because this is something that Scott's done his whole career working. And and with touring artists like Driving and Crying and Blackberry Smoke and and uh, Jason Isbell and and Drive By Truckers and all those bands like that, and he's always talking about artists that choose rock clubs versus comedy yep. clubs and theaters for stand up comedians. Why why rock clubs? Why are they cooler or, or, or as cool? Why do you choose them? I guess instead of other places.
2: I just like the fact that it, way more than in a comedy club, uh, rock clubs. The, those audiences are so much more used to, oh, he's he's shifting gears. I guess we're going this way now. Like, like they're so much more open to, it doesn't need to be this constant, the same pattern over and over again. They, they've seen music. At a music show, The the uh, the velocity and the pace changes all the time. Some of the fun comes from crazy left turns or taking it up to 90 and throwing it in reverse and seeing what happens. Like, so that... <laughs> That kind of attitude that, that you find in, in a rock club is so much more fun for me as a comedian.
1: Absolutely. It's more fun for the audience, yeah. too, because it's like, you know, there's no rules in the rock club. There's a lot of rules at the comedy club and the theater, but the rock club, you know, the gloves are off.
2: There are definitely a lot of rules in the comedy club. <laughs> there, there, there's a, definitely a lot of, like, um, uh, expectations, like, ahead of, ahead of time. Like, you know, th- this had better be like this.
1: That's how you it know? is. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I to, yeah, I used to, yeah, uh, I used to have a joke DJ name, uh, DJ Three Drink Minimum, and it didn't work out for me, but uh, but I tried. <laughs>
2: but um, so yeah, I, uh, that that can kind of uh, that, that kind of hurt a career.
1: Yeah, a better name is like DJ Free Beer or something like that. That gets that, them in the door. That'll, that'll yeah. <laughs>
3: that that gets the yeah that'll bring a crown.
2: Hey, uh, I used to work under uh, a DJ named Poetry Night, and man, we could not sell. Tickets. It was really rough.
3: (laughs) To poetry night? No. I can't believe that's
2: the case. Not. Didn't bring people in. The haikus? Nothing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm out. I just, I go, just put my name. Just don't, don't put DJ. Just put Poetry on the uh, on the marquee and you know, people show up.
1: That's right. It does work like that, man.
3: This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21. Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia. Servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today.
0: That's 912-604-0896. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at Gwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth.
1: eight nine six for all your real estate needs on the georgia coast speaking of hanging out together at the 40 watt club we kind of had that uh in sync there another interesting thing that popped up and i just found out yesterday man do you do you remember a guy named bob massey who you worked with at wcwm at william and mary by chance no Wait, yeah, Bob. yeah let me refresh your memory a little bit he also Uh, was your housemate in college he uh lived i guess you lived downstairs he lived upstairs Um, he was that's right long red hair weirdo dude who uh (laughs) he lived with jeff and you lived with some and you guys worked at the station right remember
2: this cat i lived with jeff in the basement right he lived upstairs from us it was this house on boundary street yes and his roommates were these genuine genuinely genuinely nice christian guys yeah and bob was their roommate so bob was like it's like they had adopted a caveman basically yeah
1: yeah he was in he was in bands and bob so bob's my bob's my cousin that's my cousin bob massey yeah isn't that weird what the wait does he still play in bands no no even better you're gonna love this uh well he he might still uh mess around in music he he had a couple of great successful touring bands but uh now he's a writer out there in uh, in in Los Angeles. Wait a
2: minute! What yeah. does he write on?
1: Well, he—I mean—the the, my favorite thing was that "Tales from the Tour Bus." He wrote that a lot of that, and his wife. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. His wife Allison is a producer who works with your buddy Seth Gordon a lot, and who did a lot of the Goldberg stuff. And so, oh, I'm wait a minute. Thinking, I
2: just—I'm—I'm yeah. lo- I'm sorry. I'm looking at his picture on IMDb. He—he he lost the beard. Yeah. He's all clean shit now. He got cleaned now. up.
1: Yeah, William and Mary did something for the guy. He
2: turned. He turned
1: out not <laughs> to be a caveman after all. <laughs> but he said the last time you saw him, you know, I just texted him. I was like, "Hey, man, didn't you graduate in '91 from William and Mary as well?" And he's like, "Do you know Pat Oswald?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, we were housemates, and we, I saw him at South by Southwest a few years a few years ago." So, uh, yeah, man, what a small world, man.
2: That's amazing. tales from the tour bus was an amazing show.
1: Absolutely. He's a really oh great God. I mean, he's a great comedic tell. writer and I had the, here's my real thought, man. I'm thinking you you know, there's some time off with this writers strike. Maybe you guys have a little coffee meeting and talk it over and see what you can come up with. You know what I mean?
2: Um Off the air, do you have his info? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Oh. I'd love it.
2: Give me his info off the air. I'm I'm so going to call him.
1: What the hell? I That's know. awesome, it's man. Weird.
2: Let's do this.
1: Then you guys can come on right. the show and talk followed
2: about it. I him, I just followed him on Instagram. I'm going <laughs> to On the gram. Now it's official.
1: Yeah, now you buddies. <laughs> we on
2: the gram together. That's right.
3: Come on. <laughs> I love that Instagram boy. boy right what in the hell? I'm telling you, what an exciting day.
1: We got some things going. We were in the same rock shows in the 90s and then my and then uh and prior to that or somewhere in there my cousin went to Not only went to the same school, not only worked to the same uh, radio station with you, but was housemates with you. Bizarre.
2: Wow. I bet he had way better musical taste than I did. My my musical taste didn't really mature until I moved to San Francisco in 92. Uh Um, But, yeah, that's – oh, my God. That's awesome. What the hell?
1: So cool. It's like this is your life. (laughs) It really is. Oh,
3: my goodness that's that's and you know what's crazy now this has nothing to do with anything except tales for the tour bus because i didn't realize what that was for a long time and one day i just happened to be on netflix or wherever it is you can see it yeah and and yep. i'm watching it because i grew up a country fan imagine that northwest georgia and um and it, it, there was an episode about johnny paycheck and george Jones oh, tell yeah. Wynette and billy joe shaver and and waylon and and I was just like, "What?" And then you figure out it's the Beavis and Butthead guy. Right. And you're like, "Holy
2: Lord, <laughs> yeah. this dude! Oh, dude, he's so talented. He is so underrated." Oh yeah, uh, and by the way, country music is underrated in terms of extreme personalities and insanity. One of my favorite um, <laughs> right uh, uh, podcasts is called "Cocaine and Rhinestones," all about the history of country music. And I will put especially early country musicians, were complete maniacs and geniuses. Like, if you listen to, um, you know, uh, uh, Waylon Jennings' honky Tonk Heroes, talking about Billy Joe Shaver, yeah. and um, a lot of the early Willie Nelson stuff, like, the songs are so dark and weird that that was the life they were living.
3: It was, that's right. And, and people, will like, make a big deal out of, like, there will be a— You know, a a couple of country artists that that have a little scuffle or a you know a disagreement or whatever, and it's they act like it's the biggest deal in the world. Or or an artist gets you know gets too drunk and doesn't show up for their their tour date. This never happens anymore. I'm like y'all have y'all clearly did not grow up on country. Like No No. Show Jones, he had that name because he never showed up ever.
2: Well. He was either no show Jones or he was can do Jones because didn't Tammy Wynette hide the car key yes. so he wouldn't go to and get booze and he took a riding mower? Yes. Into town That's right. He was either can do Jones or no show Jones. It
3: depended on what it was. I mean, like, if he were, you know, if you'd paid for a ticket, he wasn't going to show up. But if he needed to get him a liquor drink, there wasn't nothing going to stop him.
2: <laughs> he was can do Jones. That's right. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Oh, my you. God. It's so yeah, good. The, and also, like, when, um, When people are like feuding now uh, with, you know, artists back then, they would just get into shotgun battle.
3: That's right. Like like a duel. Like it's like it's the early part of the, you
1: know, the Americas, like colonial times. Now it's a Twitter battle.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Now they they snipe at each other on on Twitter or Instagram. and, And back in the day, they would just shoot one another.
2: Oh, exactly. Like like you would get in the road and just start shooting That's everybody. Right. and was- if you
3: and if you are an innocent bystander, I'm sorry. We have to take care of this.
1: <laughs> That's how we do it down south. Don't, That's right. don't get sideways. Don't get sideways with anybody when you come down here, <laughs> no, <right>. no, no. <laughs> Cuz they will pull a gun and liable to shoot you. Hey, Pat, yeah. hey, going back to the William and Mary thing one more time oh, though. Yeah, yeah. So I listened to your commencement speech uh for the William and Mary class uh-huh. of 2023. And you, really, you did a great job, man. You talked about how folks should uh, not let go of the wandering, or the wandering, actually. Um, yeah. And that being important, what can, what can you tell us about that? Can you tell our listeners what you meant by that?
2: Just give yourself—I don't, I don't mean, like, take a gap year or anything. I'm like, even during your life, try to plan a month every now and then where you just wander around for no— not everything has to have a point or a purpose. Some of the best stuff you'll ever create are gonna are gonna come from times when you're battling boredom or everything is just constantly random and you're trying to figure out a way to unrandom it sometimes the unrandomizing of a boring day can create something really really amazing I, I mean I bet a lot of uh, REMs early songs were them just we're stuck in Athens there's nothing to do right now what do we you know the, the B-52 said the same thing about Athens. They had to create their own scene because there wasn't a scene. Like now there's a scene, but back then that song Love Shack was about let's just, let's just have a party space. Well, we don't have any money. Well, there's an abandoned house in the woods that I know about. Let's just make it that. And then that just becomes a thing. So, you know, that, that sort of um, uh, you, you know, having that kind of room in your life is, is I think, really, really crucial
1: sort of just giving yourself time to think absolutely and just and just
3: be and just absolutely be 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 with no purpose that's right we're talking to pat oswald here on the braves country podcast on the atlanta braves radio network and and i got a young and he's uh you know he's a freshman in college over at college of charleston and he's playing baseball and he don't have time to do anything except, you know, he, he's working out, going to class, and then it's baseball the rest of the day and, and whatever. So we don't have that. But later in life, I, I'm hoping, you know, maybe at some point during the offseason, something, he'll have that ability to wander. You know, there's that great bumper sticker that says, not all who, uh, not all those who wander are lost, and it's so true. It is absolutely okay. the truth. You're just being able to find yourself, you know, and the things that yeah. you love and the things that you're, that you're into that you never expected to be into. And that's, when, yeah. that's the thing that I like. Like, I found pickleball. <laughs> I never expected to like pickleball. Do it. I never yeah. expected it. Now now I'm in, uh, and I expect to be a national champion at some point, sometime. But, um, yeah. but when my, my kid was young, and we watched Pixar's Oscar-winning movie Ratatouille, and oh, Jacob oh. loved it, man. And it was one of those, you know, because he's a little bitty guy, and you're trying to find those things that you connect with. And and that was one of the very first movies early on that was that way with him, and and then it became you know like Major League and and uh, you know Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, and all those funny movies. But but it all started right there, and we can still watch those movies together. I
1: love it. Tug, did you know that Patton was the voice of Remy in Pixar's Oscar-winning movie Ratatouille?
3: I did, which is (laughs) the reason I'm
0: bringing it up.
3: Okay, okay. Yeah, you you thought that you didn't think you thought I was just wandering around, didn't you?
2: Yeah. For a second, I was like, "Where's she going with this? Wow! Oh if yeah. I could, if I could lead your daughter to Billy Madison, then that is so, I've done something right. Yeah.
3: Right. Yay. No, no no. Yeah. No. Yeah. But uh, but it all started there, man. And and Ratatouille is, is is so cool. So I know you know you got a young daughter, and does does she like the movie? She recognize your voice? Does she get what you know what you were a part of?
2: Yeah. I mean, she. W- I remember when she was super super young. She would watch Ratatouille and just loved it when she was like three, it was just a fun cartoon. And I think it was it wasn't until she was like seven that she realized, Oh, wait, that's my dad's voice. Mm-hmm. Like she it took her a while to put it together. So having her letting her have that moment of discovery was kinda awesome. It was like I had something in my pocket for like four years that I was sitting on that I knew about and that she I'm like, Oh, she's gonna figure this out. This is great. That felt really cool.
3: No, I'm sure it did. Does she think you're funny?
2: Uh, she, sometime, I can still make her laugh sometimes, but she's 14, which any uh, father of a 14-year-old knows that uh, a lot of the times you are now in dad joke territory, even if you're making a cool joke. There's a lot of, there's a lot of eye rolling and a lot of like, oh, boy, dad, come on. Yeah. So, if, she,
1: if she comes out of her room, that is.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If she comes out of her room or takes her uh, her earbuds out. That's yeah, right.
3: <laughs> which is where, if you and far join, I'm sure. that's funny because i just lived that i mean i just sent it off to college and wrote a big check to have him finally take the earbuds out
2: yeah exactly yeah take
3: them out come on yeah you gotta do something you gotta take tests you gotta go uh hustle for baseball but uh but kids movies regular movies tv stand up because you've done all of this like what what is is there a favorite or is it just whatever is in the moment that you're doing
4: well i'm
2: torn i love doing all of it but Stand up is what brought me to the dance. Yeah. So stand up is like the thing that I will always love. You know, mm-hmm. that'll be the thing that'll that'll always be like when I do movies and TV and stuff like that. It's so that I can do more stand up. I've heard. You know? I've,
3: heard I've heard other comedians say that. Um, that 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 is that is where they always want to come back to. No matter what else they do, yeah. that's where they want to end up.
2: Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I'm me. I'm doing it so I can. Never have to stop doing stand-up.
1: And speaking of great comedians, man, I loved that show, The King of Queens. And I I imagine that it must have been a whole lot of fun and maybe even educational working with Kevin James and and especially Jerry Stiller.
2: God, Jerry Stiller. That dude, he, he could get a laugh with a line that wasn't even a punchline, it was just like a setup. Like he would the way he would walk into a room in a scene and just go, Hello Douglas, and that would get a laugh. <laughs> and it it would almost throw the rhythm off. He was just such pure comedy all the time. It was amazing. It he he's was got, amazing.
3: it's whatever it is. Like whatever you know, they say, Oh, he's got it. Whatever,
2: that's yeah, whatever it, it is. is. Undefinable. Yeah. And it always worked and it always got a massive laugh. God he was funny.
3: Are there other people that you've been around that have that same ability? Is there anybody that, that you think has it more than anybody else?
2: Uh Jack Black yeah. definitely has that. Even yeah. before I mean I knew him before he was famous and before Jack Black was famous, he was famous. Yeah. He he was just one of those guys where you could just tell the energy coming off of him. It was like, Oh yeah, this guy's this guy's a celebrity. Yeah. He's just a that. celebrity. Um, uh, God, other people like that. I mean, Jack Rock is the one that comes to mind, where it's just yeah. like, it's pure yeah. instant I get involved. it.
3: You know, yeah. and, and maybe, maybe, and I obviously never had the pleasure of meeting Chris Farley, but he seemed to have that same thing that you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Where he just lit up the room. I,
2: I met him once in Aspen, and, and he was one of those guys that like, just walking down the street, people would run out of bars at him yeah. and just hug him and <laughs> like, like, you and, and, but I and from what I hear from people that knew him, he was famous before he was famous.
3: Wow. I can, yeah, I look, he, he just has it. He has that, that it thing that, that we all look for in people and that is so magnetic to them. Uh, I hear you're into uh, the geek culture thing, which, in, in, you know, Oh in, yeah! here, here in Atlanta, they do Dragon Con. I think they probably do it everywhere, but I know they have the it big here. ones
1: here, though. Dragon is, is
3: that the, okay, so the main one is, is here in town. And, and I must admit, I, I just missed the geek culture bus. I don't dislike it. I don't make fun of it. I just don't. I just don't do it. I don't. I don't understand it really. I don't participate in it. It's. It's. I'm. I'm cool with it all. You know what? Whatever you're into, I, I like. So sci-fi, comic books, all that. Now, is it Star Wars or Star Trek for you? Is there a preference? Do you care? Is it? Does that matter?
2: Star Trek was a little bit before my time. Uh, I just never. I mean, I like the movies. Yeah. But yeah, Star Wars kind of blew my head. Uh, out the back of my skull. I mean, for mm-hmm. me though, the energy that people put into nerd culture and the energy that people put into like sports or politics—it's the same thing. There's, it's just, it's just different fuel, but it's the exact same focus and passion.
1: So, are you rooting for the Empire or the Rebellion?
2: <laughs> Still rooting for the Rebellion, but they—you know—I the, don't know if you watch that series. Well, you're not the sci-fi, but there's a series called Andor, and they sort of make you, like, they do some interesting things where you're like, oh, I can see why somebody would like the Empire, or I could see why somebody would, like, go for the Empire. Like, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, I
1: always thought the Empire had cooler uniforms for me. I,
2: I- <laughs> it was all about the uniform for you. I like it. <laughs> Those okay. look
3: so okay. uncomfortable. Yeah, seriously. Okay, okay. Uh, so I think you're insane. Neck. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I, I heard on our show this morning that we did, um, I played this cut. There was this TikTok video that's gotten 5.3 million views in like a day. And it's this really, really uh, attractive young woman, probably college age, blonde just beautiful girl and she said if you are not trying to find yourself a nerd you are missing the bus she's and she went down the checklist if they buy a lightsaber marry them right away if they love uh, you know uh, harry potter make sure you get to meet their mother if they play monopoly or you know magic or or uh, what's that dungeons and dragons she was like I'm telling you, these guys have it. Nobody realizes it. Nobody knows it to begin with. But later down the road, when he's kind to you and he's a bazillionaire and you've been kind to him the entire time, (laughs) you're going to be loaded and in a happy marriage. That's what this girl said on TikTok.
2: i got to go find that. Wow. That justifies (laughs) everything. Hell yeah.
3: I'll text it to you. I'm telling (laughs) you, I was blown
2: away by it. Wow. Good for her. Thank you, thank you, pretty blonde girl, for standing up for us, nerd. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm thinking,
1: Patton, is she's basically saying if you don't want, if you want a guy who has no chance of cheating on you, go for a nerd. That's what I'm thinking is, yeah. the, is the bottom there line. You there go. you go. You're know I mean? taking that
3: personal over there? I'm what thinking, what are you doing. I don't know. Something like that,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or it might be a money grubbing thing. I'm not sure. She might be a a, a gold digger or something. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, oh, surely well, not. Surely not. But
2: he's not, not dealing with any broke nerds. No, that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly
3: because if you can buy, I mean, let's face it. If you can go to to Universal, you've got to, you've got to have some money in the bank. It's expensive. And if you're buying Harry a Harry Potter magic wands while you're there, you got to have some money in the bank. And damn, if you buy yourself a lightsaber, those same
2: thing expensive. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. They would they oh my god they'd be so expensive.
1: It costs a lot being a nerd. You gotta go to Dragon Con. That's that's a that's <laughs> and those a bill costumes
3: right there. <laughs> I mean those
2: Yeah. I mean and that takes yeah. a long
3: time to put together that
2: ensemble. Exactly you got to have some money in the bank if you're going to cosplay work right <laughs> that's it that's it
1: hey we really appreciate you coming <laughs> on yeah, the man, show we and we, we um you know we know you're not a big sports fan but uh thanks for coming on the Braves Country podcast and you know Tug doesn't like to encourage people to be bandwagon <laughs> fans but i'm just going to let you know there's plenty of room on the Braves bandwagon and the Dogs Bull uh, bandwagon this year if you want to jump on and uh,
2: i will be judged for jumping on late
1: no no we'll let you on we'll get you know you can have a braves t-shirt you know we we just don't tell them open to just it.
3: just. i've been a fan my whole life what's you talking about
1: yeah we'll teach you how to chop right. we have this thing called the tomahawk chop I'll, I'll show you at the forty watt. it's all good
2: okay okay good show yeah. me the forty watt.
1: and uh before we go though we always have to ask everybody about southern food and uh what they're looking forward to eating when they come down south or what they do when they you know the southerners where their favorite spots are uh i know you're kind of a foodie i heard you love scotch uh uh, yeah. So what are some of your favorite things you're looking forward to having when you come back down here? What do you now that the grits closed? Where are you going to go?
2: Yeah, I know. I well what I but that's the great thing about the south though. When you go down there, you just ask people, "Hey, what's the best local barbecue joint? I will be getting some barbecue." Mm-hmm. Um I, I remember uh in Atlanta in the outskirts Daddy D's. Daddy D's. Also um Gladys Knight's uh chicken and waffles. Oh god, yeah. is pretty amazing, but again, I always go especially I'm hanging out with Belina, so she will know whatever the best new place is. Right, well, and if, that will be the one I go to.
3: What about scotch? Like, give me a good scotch that you like.
2: There's one out of uh, Oregon called McCarthy's. Uh, McCarthy's single malt scotch is just friggin' amazing. It, it is so smooth and so tasty. Um, it, it's, it's, it's not too smoky. It's not too peaty. Uh, if, if if you like it, like, so a little smoother. But if you like the smoke and the peat and the salt water like I do sometimes, there's nothing wrong with good old Laphroaig. Lefroy will never let you down.
3: Are those, like, are, are those the ones that only the nerds can afford because they got all the money? Or is it something that I, you know, a regular dude like myself can afford?
2: Oh, you can absolutely okay. afford McCarthy's. McCarthy's is not expensive. And a good, like... A ten-year-old Lafreuge isn't that crazy expensive.
3: Like, well, what? What does that mean? Not that crazy. Is it like fifty bucks, hundred bucks? What is it? No, no.
2: It's like I think you can get a good one for like twenty-five bucks. Okay,
3: say that? Yeah, you talking it's, about like it's it. mid shelf. Yes. Okay.
2: I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm and a good and a good Lefroig like it works like a, like a depth charge. You take a take a shot. You let it kind of drop, and then boom! It just when it hits your stomach, you'll know it. It's I amazing. I Love it.
3: I, I can't yeah. wait to try because I I like I like to sip on you know bourbons occasionally and. And, and I've not really ventured out into the Scotch world, so I'm thinking that may be a possibility for me.
1: Plenty of room on that bandwagon.
2: If I see you at the show, I, I will pour you a single malt neat and teach you how to drink
3: it. Okay, nice. all right. Well, look, that, we, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll, we'll see if we can't make that, that thing work out.
1: Yeah, man, it's the Effervescent Tour, September 22nd through November 11th across the USA. Let's go. And the dates in Braves Country that we're focusing on here, Wednesday, October 18th, the 40-Watt Club in Athens, Georgia. The next day, right. uh, you got that uh, signing at Wextree, of course, that folks need to go to Thursday the 19th, Wuk street Records, Athens, free album signing event. Uh, Friday, October 20th at City Winery in Atlanta, Georgia. Plenty of tickets available mm-hmm. for that one. The uh, 40 watts sold out, but you can g- g- still get tickets for the City Winery in Atlanta on Friday, October 20th. And then the 21st, you're heading up to uh, Nashville on the 21st, right?
2: Yeah, I get to go to Nashville. I know the early show... And Atlanta is about to sell out. There's still tickets for the Late Show, and yeah, then I get to go to Nashville. Again, I I, this is a a, a kind of a brief tour uh, for the fall. But then next year, I'm doing a much Longer, much deeper tour of the okay. South. So, oh, cool! All right,
1: right on, man. We'd love to talk to you again about that. Absolutely, call us up, man. Or and, uh... we,
2: we absolutely will. And now, tell your fans this is a very special segment you're doing called "Talk to a Nerd." Yes, I you know. will.
3: Yes, that's right <laughs> This man has a damn lightsaber.
1: <laughs> he is legitimate, and a bottle of scotch.
3: And a bottle of scotch. <laughs> a drunk man with a lightsaber cannot be safe. <laughs> Drunk with a were not good. That's right. seems like bad things could happen. Seriously, man, yeah. get into town soon, and uh, and we look forward to seeing you at the 40-watt and hope you'll come back again one day soon and, and, and hang with us.
2: Yeah, I can't wait, guys. Thanks so I know, much, man. Pat, take
3: you, care. Man. Right. Take Bye-bye. it easy, my friend. Have See a great day. Bye-bye. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast.
1: Braves Country supports the Warrior Alliance and the Shepherds Men, two phenomenal veteran organizations based in the South. Check out the WarriorAlliance.org and shepherdsmen.com for more info and resources. That's the org and shepherdsmen.com. Braves Country would like to thank all of our nation's great veterans.